Happy New Year, and welcome to the first episode of 2021. This is Warped, the completely unnecessary Star Trek podcast where we watch live uh, Star Trek The Next Generation episodes and provide audio commentary tracks. My name is Matt. I'm Sean. I'm Jake. Aaron. Finwin. Yay. Yay. We made it. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. 2021. Oh, my gosh. What the hell? It's not 2020 again. It's not a time warp. Uh, we is it really 2021? Can someone I mean, confirm? I think we survived. Like it would be ironic <laughs> if something terrible happened between <laughs> now and when this episode comes out. But so far things are looking okay. Yeah. We're looking good. <laughs> so far things. I mean the things COVID in, is not great. That's no. worse sure. than it's ever. Been. But now we might actually have someone who wants to do something about Somebody it in charge. So that could change it. too. That's a nice thought. And we are here to watch season two, episode 14 of Star Trek The Next Generation. It is called The Icarus Factor, uh, which I think makes it sound more interesting than it actually is. <laughs> we'll see what people's, we'll see what people's I like thoughts to, I, are. I like to call I'm it Riker's Daddy Issues. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I like to we'll call it that. Epitome of Toxic Maxillinity. <laughs> There's a lot of that. I like to call it Warps on his period and Black <laughs> mom. <laughs> wow. I like to call it there are no stakes in this episode and nothing is at risk. It's, and <laughs> it's completely pointless. It's all just character stuff. Um, but anyway, that title's that's... too long. <laughs> <laughs> they called it the Icarus Factor. They called it the Icarus <laughs> Factor. Sean, how much time I got? 45 minutes and 30 seconds, 36 seconds on the clock, and I'm punching the triangle in three, two, one, punch. punch. Yeah, there, there she is. is. All right. And there, there she, she is. is. <laughs> There's literally nothing at stake in this episode. Like, no one's at risk. There's no danger. The only, it's the all only is whether or not Riker's going to take the job, but you know he's not going to take the job, so there aren't even stakes there. It's not yeah. even really... Uh, yeah, Riker's not. not. They're gonna show their emotions. Yeah, a lot of people on this uh, show have issues with their parents. You know, like Riker's got this whole thing with his dad. Data's got oh, a whole panoply of relatives that he has issues with. Wait, uh, other androids that he's got issues? No, with? like his <laughs> creator and all of those. Oh, uh, okay. Well, his brother, an android too. brother. Riker's got, I mean, Worf's got weird family daddy yep, issues. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Wesley's, you know, Wesley's a, Wesley's dad is dead. They yeah. all have parent, uh, parent stuff on this show. Yeah, Not all of Troy them. has a thing with her mom. Her, Troy has things with her mom. Yeah, they all have it. Riker, uh, Picard doesn't because you never really see Jean-Luc's. Well, we see his we saw his mom once in that flash in that right. uh, weird like vision that he had of her. And he does have an estranged relationship with his brother. He's got a problem with his brother. Yeah. Wait, but does do his parents look noticeably older than he does? Yeah. Well, the woman that they hired to play his mother in that hmm. episode looked a, a hundred and fifty years old. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. I mean, at some point, you just got to stop having mommy and daddy issues with your like grandpa. Request uh, denied. <laughs> there you go. It was a scene gonna, where she—they're having tea. Leave. They're yeah. having tea. Yes, together. yes. They have a. Bit. It was a very old. They cast a very <laughs> old woman to play. Can we get a skeleton? Uh... <laughs> Patrick Stewart is not that old in this. No. Like, he was, yeah, you know, know, 
in his 40s. He was not. I know. I think it's the gray hair and the no it's hair. It's the bald. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, so low. He, he's one of those guys who. He exudes wisdom. So we just think he's like. He's as handsome now as he was then because he looks like the same as he did he then. Looks a lot. He really does. He looked older when he was young, and now that he's old, he looks. Yeah. Uh-huh. He looked the same. He looked more or less the like same Wilford Brimley for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wilford Brimley looked like that when he was twenty, and just kept looking like that till he died. We watched. I forget if I told you guys this. We watched the thing uh, a couple few weeks ago, the John Carpenter version of the thing from the eighties. Yeah, uh, Wilford Brimley's in that, and he looks exactly. I mean, he just looks like Wilfred Brimley always, all the time. Yeah. No matter when, well, no matter what. He was probably like thirty when he made that movie. Yeah, yeah he was not old. Uh, it was just, it was just uh, amazing as always to see. So we are watching season two, episode fourteen, "The Icarus Factor," original air date April twenty second, nineteen eighty nine. Riker's delight at being offered a command of the USS Ares turns to frustration when the man sent to prepare him for his mission is his estranged father. Worf's behavior leads Wesley to delve into Klingon tradition. Aaron, watch the episode? Yep. What would you say the IMDb rating is? Personally, I give it a nine. This this has <sighs> got a grab bag. Not? What? Wow. Jeez. But it's probably good. What I love about doing this with Aaron is I can <laughs> never predict what what her take on a thing is going to be. <laughs> so, great. but what do you think I have It's because I'm so used to like it's because I'm so used to like what the conventional Star Trek opinion yeah. is, like because I've been in this for so long sure. that I just kind of know like what the general fan impression is of certain things. So it's like seeing it through brand new eyes, Fresh. watching it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great. You're like a babe. I would have said you like a five. A five. If I was going to say, what do you think the IMDb rating is, though, Aaron? A six point five. You said five point five, uh, Matt. Yeah. May, did you watch seven. the episode? Seven. I watched it, and I'll give it a seven. All right. <laughs> I give it okay. a flat six. And when? Uh, six, five. I'll, six, I'll three. Split the difference. Oh. So, Jake oh. wins. Hey. Ice is right rules. Hmm. Picard's a little bit of a dick here, because Picard knows yeah. that the guy who's coming on board is Riker's dad, but he doesn't give him a heads up and warn him. He's just like, oh, yeah, you should go meet with the guy, and I think you'll find him very interesting. And doesn't tell him, oh, it's your dad who you hate. Maybe Picard doesn't know that they don't get along. Yeah, he assumes that they're going to have a great time reuniting. Right, it's going to be a nice, happy surprise for them. So there he is. Yeah. What's that guy? Kyle Riker. Actor is Mitchell Ryan, who I've seen him before. What is he? he I think most famously, most people know him as Greg's dad on Dharma and Greg. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. He was also the bad on... guy in Lethal Weapon. Oh. But he looks one. like he's been in older TV shows. Yeah, he's been around forever. I mean, he's been in every. He was in everything. Mm. You know, Golden Girls, Jake and the Fat Man. <laughs> I mean, it just you name it. But yeah, he, he was uh, he, he was Gary Busey's boss in Lethal Weapon. Um, Riker has blue eyes, but Riker's dad has brown eyes. 
It can happen. Yeah. It can be a small bee. <laughs> so I decided, you guys, maybe we already covered this because we've talked about it before, but I decided that the reason why they all have one-piece suits, including Riker's dad, is that they don't need to pee anymore. They've moved past that. <laughs> hmm. Or, uh, mm, like they've taken out all of those. They don't, need, they don't need to expunge. Uh, I mean, you could be right. They famously never show the toilet on yeah. this show. Like you never see the bathroom. Sometimes you see people at a sink. Like see, they all just have a jumpsuit. I mean, Do they have like a transporter that just transports their air, urine out of their body out to the out into space. Yeah, it's just like an implant. They just put an implant in your body, a little mini transporter. And it just beams that shit away into space. It's reasonable thought process. <laughs> I did have a thought. And there there's and I, I asked this in all sincerity, I'm not making a joke. Why do they get this the signal USS when it's the Federation that they are part of? Why does why are they it, still called the United it States might not, ships? It might not mean United States. It could be United Space or United S- Systems. Is there an answer, Matt? Do you know? Yeah. Well, I. I yes. It's. It, I think it stands for United Spaceship. Yeah, or Starship. Right? It doesn't make sense. I think it's both. It. It doesn't stand for. It doesn't United have spaceship. any reference to America. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just. Just a happy coincidence. Yeah, I think it's just supposed to mean like United Starship or something like that. This is where I'm going to start the rumor that Pulaski is Riker's mom. <laughs> so there they are in 10 forward but no whoopee like who's that girl bartending <laughs> i don't know her well uh, whoopee needs some time off too yeah. you, you uh, gotta show others at the bar like, working it she's drinking a gigantic blue <laughs> thing whatever that is she's like all the doctors idea. on this show she's an alcoholic just like the rest she's of them much just oh. like the rest of them Beverly kind of breaks that tradition. She's the one. Yeah, she, the, yeah she doesn't. She's not old school like Bones and Pulaski. <laughs> Pulaski comes off as such a boss in this episode. She talks about like, I got married and then I got married again and then I got married again and we're all still friends. I'm like, girl, you have lived. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ooh, is she a black widow? Or I forgot <laughs> about this. I forgot that they knew each other. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, too, because in the last episode, when he's cooking, he makes a reference that it was his father, and, and yeah, she, like, goes, really? Father. Yeah. You, your father liked to cook? And he's like, well, no, actually, he made me cook, so I had to learn how to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, it's weird that they had a reference to his father in last yeah. week's episode, too. Must just be a weird coincidence. I don't feel like they would I, have thought that far in advance. I don't think so, especially because who knows what when these were shot. When it, you know, I what, guess yeah. still just understood that he was on his own, like that mom died or something. Yeah, his mom died young, and he basically lived with his dad and hated his dad. Yeah. Wesley is such a busybody. Yeah. He's like, yeah. something's up with Worf. We I know. should all team up gotta, and gotta fix it. it out. We gotta like, fix it. That's why I say it's time of the month. This is <laughs> this is sort of a Wesley fixes the like. This is sort of a Wesley fixes the episode episode. <laughs> I totally agree with you, Matt. But uh, Wesley is sort of like he's a fixer, right? He he likes to build systems to repair he them. So he so imagines count, people the same. 
do we count B stories where Wesley solves the problem <laughs> on our I Wesley mean, chart? If we do, then this is this is a this is definitely one. Yeah. Can't wait for the Klingon pain stick. I'll count it. I'll count it. I said I was going to be a liberal counter. Yeah. So <laughs> I will mark it down. We have six now. That was number six of Wesley's. Oh. The percentages are going way down now because. Yeah, we had five oh. right up at the front, and it's been a long time since we had one. Yeah. So. Update the post-it note. Do you guys remember what your numbers were? I wrote them down at the time. Do you remember what you I think said? I said 10? Uh, you said 12. Min 12. said 9. Philippe said 15. I don't have a number for Jake or for Aaron. I don't I know I feel why. like it was either like 12 or 15. <laughs> I would just be guessing a number, so. Yeah. It would have been high. So were we. So his dad is like a big deal. Like people yes. know who he is. I yeah. mean, look at that body sweater yeah. he has on. Look at his, yeah, I mean, he's got a great head of hair for. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a good head shape. Yeah. He's like those like Fisher Price characters I used to play with that are just. <laughs> he's yeah. got that sort of very generic, spot. I'm a handsome older man kind yeah. of look to him, you know? Yeah. And so what is his deal? He's like famous, but he's not in Starfleet. He's famous for something else. He's like a strateg strategic consultant, this. I think. Yeah, and isn't he like know a bunch of languages too or something? thought that came up at one point. That could be right. But like the ship he's going on is going on some s serious mission, right? Yeah. It's like. Riker could be putting himself in harm's way just by going on the taking the command. This is the first I'm, I did not remember that it happened this early, but this whole sort of minor run error that they do of Riker deciding whether or not to leave the enterprise to become a captain. It comes up more than just in this episode. It comes up right. kind of every once in a while. I would say this comes up again and Picard's always like, you would make a great captain. And Riker's like, but I love working on the Enterprise, so I don't want to go. Yeah, and, yeah, Picard's always like, congratulations. You right. know, he assumes you want he'd take it. Like, why wouldn't you dig it? Why wouldn't you want to be a captain? <laughs> because you know Picard's wanted to be a captain right. since he was a kid right like this is his dream job so he sure. always seems a little bewildered when whenever Riker is like eh I'm okay being I'm number two mm -hmm. that's okay or number one I guess they call him number one number one even though he's technically number two right because Picard is number one if you think about it Picard's yeah. captain you yeah. start with the captain and you go around the circle. Captain it's like have big a, booty. Captain doesn't have a number. Captain <laughs> right. just, it's uh, like big booty. <laughs> <laughs> it's round. It's zero. It the buck stops there with the captain. So and it also probably makes you feel better if you're number two, but you're called number one. Well, he's, so a, he's, he's the first nobody mate. Nobody wants right? to be called mm -hmm. number two. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you think poops like to be called number two? No, they want to be no. number one. Data's the number two on this ship, and we do know that he poops, so. Mm. But he doesn't have to. Because <laughs> not apparently not even the humans have to poop. Nobody does anymore. I'm going to say nothing. Yes. 
which is why the picture, the one picture that he has of his parent, if his dad is <laughs> a photoshopped, a, a primitive. It wasn't even. This was long before Photoshop. Ah, <laughs> yeah. like oh, there's a mosquito by the mic. Oh my god! Look at that. That's pretty. <laughs> that is uh, Denali, though. That is a picture of Denali. <laughs> I saw that. Is it? Yes. So they made in. some effort. They didn't yes. just get like a <laughs> generic stock photo. It's not like Kilimanjaro. <laughs> right. I wonder who the kid is playing yeah. young Will in those photographs. No, it's not. Could it be maybe young, uh, young, um, oh, uh, the him? only other thing that's entertaining about this episode right. is in the Klingons B plot, <laughs> yeah. they go to the, the Klingon like ceremony, one of the Klingons in that room is John Tesh. Oh, I knew that. I didn't know. I knew that. I can remember that when it happened. Yeah. I can remember that that was like, they made a big deal out of it on Entertainment Tonight, that John Tesh was going to be on Star Trek. <laughs> right. That's funny. Um, Aaron is hunting down mosquitoes right now. Yeah, I hate so that. That is like so frustrating. To me off lately. This is not why we pay the big bucks in SoCal. Yeah. There's an invasive species that has taken over. No joke. It is very uh, susceptible to mosquito bites because when we were in Palm Springs that oh, first God. night, Min and I were sitting outside, you know, in the jacuzzi yeah. or sitting next to people. Like, and Min was getting like beat up. He yeah. like every five yeah. seconds he was like, eh, like yeah. there's another one. They know like, they, they have certain ones that they like. References? They don't. Yeah. They did not like me. Like you I got the sweet I, blood, I Min. Yeah, I told Min it was all the vodka in my system. Like <laughs> it's toxic. Yeah, you got one drunk and he didn't left didn't want to give up the good, so he just kept sucking himself. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, just that, worked. <laughs> that sounded, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, men gets bit by a lot yeah. by a mosquito. Yeah. They yeah, like yeah, men, yeah, yeah. and and mosquitoes are so hard to hunt down. They are These like are particular. Huh? These are acting different than my usual mosquito. They're they're wily in a weird way, and they're not particularly hungry, so they'll take their time. Yeah, they'll but they, yeah. They're just there are a few got in the house just because you know sometimes we have the door to the back open open. So just to do a quick plot update, it seems yeah. like the dad is trying to be nice and Will is the one who's yes the dick and has to learn to get over his problems. Yeah. Is that well, what dad's suited and he's pissed about oh. that? I mean, the dad is making an effort in so much as he is able to. He's not being super like conciliatory. Or he's not on his hands and knees. Yeah, he's, he's right about the next conversation he's going to be like, you know what? F off. I gave you 13 years. What more do you want from me? I know. I was like, damn. Did these <laughs> two use the fuck? Because yes. they are being yes. very yes. flirty with Yeah, each they kiss. Yeah, they That's used what I'm saying. Lasky's Riker's mom. Lasky and Riker's daddy were a thing. Well, I knew that they were friends. I did not know that they had had, had a relationship in the past. Uh, so that means least. she must have known Will when he was a kid or when he was, you know, whenever this Unless it was before he was born. Mm. Oh, I just, I guess I was just assuming that it was after Will's mom died that he dated Pulaski, but. 
Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I got the impression it was when they were pretty young. But it was like before they all got married. Yeah. But maybe not. I don't know. Oh. They at least boned at a Christmas party. I mean, Troy escape. should really be an important part of this episode because yeah, she's zeroing in. I mean, empathy yeah, is, is like, small deal. like this is this is a situation built for right. Diana Troy. Mm-hmm. Like she's got the skill set for this kind of thing. Oh, and that's probably why Riker and Troy had a thing because she could really identify and maybe break through the walls and yeah. They're both hot. I think they're both hot. Yeah, let's just get down to the brass tacks. She is really hot. Marina Sirtis really is. Uh, yeah. I mean, amazing. I can basically, I know what she looks like with that off because of how tight that outfit is. Like, <laughs> I know it's good under there. <laughs> <laughs> Everything under there looks, looks just fine, yeah. Marina. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just fine. Everything is in order. Girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about this before, but you hardly ever see overweight people on Star Trek, certainly not in Starfleet, right. because the uniforms are uh, so unforgiving that yeah. if you're not in amazing shape, you're not going to get into the leotard, you know? Well, Riker's dad's got a little, he's got a little, He's like, not Starfleet, though. I'm talking about, like, the people who have to wear the one-piece, you know, jumpsuits, like. Yeah. His is an old person one-piece I don't jumpsuit. know. I popped that hood. <laughs> <laughs> Take it for a spin drive. Kick the tires. Wow. Why not? I wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, Aaron's got a lot of surprises. Sweater on. It's not very forgiving. I think he's keeping it tight. Oh, sure. Absolutely. His profile was a little pudgy there. No, comfortable. Oh, comfortable. Oh. Com- yeah. Nothing wrong with being comfortable. Oh, God. PC's not plugged in. Amen. Yeah. Um, do you remember the other day on one of the group chats, you, uh, Jake, I think, posted a gif of a of a champagne bottle, cork flying off of a bottle and, like, breaking an egg. It was like a little cartoony oh, sure. gif. And you replied to that, and your reply to that was something like, I've never come that hard in my yeah. life. Yeah. And I don't know why, but that made me wonder about how hard people come, like generally speaking. <laughs> I don't think it's that hard. Yeah. So I Googled what it. The blast radius is. No, no, just like the force. I, like, uh, we're gonna go, I want I want to hear people's guesses. How fast do you think sperm travels <laughs> when it exits uh when it exits the penis i think it's pretty fast what is it in what what what's the answer it is in miles per hour miles per hour oh my god miles per hour hmm. i thought it'd be nautical miles <laughs> it should be nautical miles <laughs> sure I'd say all look, they look like they should be wearing jaunty little white hats like if you see them up close They'd look I good mean, they are seen it. I'm going to say 60 miles per 28. hour. 28. 80. <laughs> 45. Aaron, you want to guess? It's not a chameleon's tongue, guys. 25. <laughs> Jake was closest. Jake said 28. The answer oh. is 31 miles per hour. Oh. Which, and this article, this article, this article went out of the way to to point out is faster than a Peruvian Jaguar. 
Wow. That's pretty good. <laughs> you're yeah. faster than a Peruvian Jaguar. Yeah. So you're saying I could come in its eye before it like got out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess in whatever mood. scenario that would be where you are masturbating while being attacked <laughs> by a jaguar. I guess well, <laughs> I'm like that. That is the classic defense against being attacked by a Peruvian panther. <laughs> start jerking off. If you That's what the hell you do. Right, man, you could just get that thing right in the eye and maybe... Is isn't that the classic high school like yearbook title? Like most likely to be mas masturbating while being attacked by a Peruvian jaguar. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Jordan won that uh, the year we graduated. <laughs> He's still holding on to that. Believe <clears throat> won that our year. Well, that that is surprising. Thirty miles an hour. You know, in the movie uh, Blade Runner, they say like the uh, the androids burned twice as. Uh, intensely so they lived half as long i think my sperm comes out twice as fast so i have half as much enjoyment of it <laughs> i don't know that, you a, know where uh, you started where you radius? started with that and where you ended with that <laughs> is not where i thought i like i would not have been able to predict that i was like age. oh yeah we're gonna get we're gonna get a blade runner tidbit <laughs> yeah. and it didn't end up being really that good about and then it was like my orgasms are sad <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm sorry to hear that man I, maybe you should consult a urologist or something therapist therapist yeah well, um, <laughs> does anybody want to uh, do recommendations? I have some recommend. I don't have a corrections corner this week, but I have a bunch of recommendations. Or we could just talk about something else. Recommend. The, point is, the, the problem with this episode is nothing really happens. It's just a lot of people talking about their feelings. Yes, there's not a lot. The, the end where there's they not a lot to talk about. The, the crazy stormtrooper suits. Oh yeah, yeah. When, they fight the the, when they fight in the Jennifer Lopez outfit from the cell, we should yeah. talk about that. <laughs> There's also some good Klingon stuff coming up, but for a while it's just yeah. A lot he of gets talk. attacked with pain sticks. Pain sticks, you guys. Fun. That's why I give it a nine. So do your recommendations before we get to that point. Jake, play the recommendation jingle. I watched Gremlins 2 the other night. Yes. Wow. And, and, and uh, let me tell you, Gremlins 2 is a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. I totally it is, agree. It is a great, funny movie. Yep. And it is, Stan actually said this, so I can't claim credit for it, but I wish I could because it's such a great like observation he said gremlins 2 is exactly like babe pig in the city it's the exact same thing where they they moved the main character the pig or the gremlin from the from the suburbs to the city and he and the and the grim and the story is just crazy yes. compared to the first one and i was just like damn stan's exactly right gremlins 2 is the babe pig in the city of Gremlins. Secretly masterpieces, both of them. So funny, and it's so smart, and it's just people didn't like it because they were expecting Gremlins 1 again, you know, yeah. and instead they got a completely I love, I love the running joke about uh, why Phoebe Cates' character hates all 
holidays. It's like something terrible has happened on every holiday. Yeah, <laughs> so, she has that long because there's that long Gremlins one where she explains about her, her father died, her father dying yeah. in the chimney uh, because he was dressed as Santa Claus and oh, got yeah. stuck. That's and true. she has this long monologue in Gremlins 1 where she tells this horrible story. And then in Gremlins 2, she starts to tell, because Gremlins 2, uh, it, she starts to tell a story uh, about another horrible thing that happened. And, they, and the characters are all just like, no, 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 no. We don't have time for this right now. We're busy fighting Gremlins. <laughs> so they're like making fun of their own, of, their, yeah, of themselves. Of it's the first great. Movie. It's really funny. So uh, I would highly recommend Gremlins 2, especially if you have never seen it or only sort of remember that uh, it had a bad, people didn't like it at the time. No, it got a really it, terrible it, response and it was a total flop. I think like it, it, it just like Babe, and, just like Babe too. Same yeah. thing. People didn't get it, but it's, it is really good. And it's I, really funny. I've always, I've always defended that so, movie. Uh, if you're, if you're, you know, tis the season. Well, not as you're listening to this cause it's January 1st, 2021, but yeah. Uh, Still the holiday season. Yeah. To the to you, my friends, who I do this podcast with, uh, you can watch too if you wanted to. Um, I started watching this. Uh, there's a show on Netflix called Song Exploder. It's based on a podcast that I listen to. The podcast. Yeah. So that guy got a Netflix deal, and so now there's a TV version of it. So. What it is for people who don't know, the podcast is he every week he picks one song, like a famous song, and talks to all of the people involved in making it about how they made it. But it, it's called Song Explorer because he gets really exploder because he gets really down into like the nitty gritty of like what's the baseline doing in like uh-huh. this moment of the song. And then they'll play like just the baseline. From a song that you've heard a million times, but you've never just heard right. what the bass is doing. Was he on Ray Show sure. before that? Before he had a podcast? Was he what? Was he on regular radio doing this before the podcast? Uh, I don't know, but maybe. I've only Remember heard it as a, a radio show for a station that doesn't exist anymore that did that. I just think it's such a unique skill. I wonder if it's the same guy. Did you say his name? Uh, Rishi K. Herway. He's Indian-American. And uh, it's a really good podcast, and it really works as a TV show, too. So the two that I watched last night with Stan were uh, he did an episode about Wait For It from Hamilton, where he talked to Lynn and the orchestrator and all the people who were involved in that. And then he did an episode about Losing My Religion, which was really good. Like, you've never really thought about Losing My Religion's, like, individual components. Sure. But you hear just the 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 drum track of losing my religion and you're like wow that's really good and it's it's just a really interesting way of looking at a song because you don't think about all the individual things that go into it yeah. but the blend. Um, so it's called song exploder and it's on netflix oh, and it's really fun. really good i recommend it highly yeah there's a uh, another podcast called Tape Notes that's very similar to Song Exploder, so I've listened to both of them. I really like the uh, breakdowns that they do. I think Song Exploder uh, does more famous bands, whereas Tape Notes, uh, I think it's a it's a little more um, indie and you know sort of like fringe stuff, but both sort of similar things. They'll you know sort of like talk about how the song was made and individual elements. So, yeah. is this where they're about to start uh, karate yep. fighting? I think so. <laughs> 
or hitting each other with sticks or whatever. Yeah, and the way they decide to do it is so funny because it's like, he's like, it's too bad there's not a ring where we can fight this out. And he's like, there is on level blah, blah, blah. And they're like, let's go. (laughs) It's not the holodeck. It's like an actual like gym on the show. Yeah, Anvo Jutsu gym. Yep, the gymnasium. Okay. This is sort go. of like a Klingon ceremony right here, it feels like. Very, like, we have to battle it out. I mean, this is Freudian AF. Like, this is yeah. like, <laughs> how do you, it's like, every young man has always dreamed of beating his up his father, father in a, in a, in a, his father. You know, in a jujitsu competition or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I love how like everybody's concerned about them being hurt, but when you look at what they actually do, it's just like, how would anybody get hurt <laughs> doing that? <laughs> I mean, so... it's, it's basically, isn't it what they used to do on American Gladiators? Yes. Don't they have uh... don't they have big Q-tip sticks? Yes, that they're but each other like, with? way more padding. Yeah, they're padded up. But they have like stormtrooper outfits on. It's not like either of them is going to suffer a, any kind of serious injury, right? Oh. Well, they're pulling their punches, but imagine like if if someone like Sean were getting get in the ring with you, it's it's game over. Sean is a, yeah. Sean is a pacifist. What are you talking about? Sean yeah. would never. Sean, I don't think Sean would be. Uh, I've I can honestly say I have never been in a fight. Me yeah. neither. I'm a coward. I don't want to have any. In my life, I avoid I avoid physical conflict as often as I can. <laughs> That's good. I slapped Jonas hard as hell once <laughs> at Matt and Lisa's wedding. I think that's the closest thing I ever did to a fight. Were you mad or it was like jokey? No, I was mad. I uh, forget what about now. Okay. It was That was a crazy day, as you mm. remember. But uh, mm. I don't remember what I was mad at him about. But I slapped the fuck out of him. <laughs> he was not <laughs> expecting it either. <laughs> out of nowhere. But did he deserve it? I felt terrible. Oh, probably. I'm sure he deserved it. He absolutely deserved it. I can't remember why, but I'm sure I'm right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I don't know what happened. I didn't see it. But if it's between Matt and Jonas, I'm sure Jonas did something wrong. (laughs) It wasn't even that he did something to me. I think he had. I think he had said or been mean to somebody else who was the worst people sometimes. And and that was that was a particularly insane experience because I'm sure I've told this story on the podcast before, but we went to our friend's wedding on a party shuttle bus. They rented because they live in Orange County. We were all living in sort of the west side at the time. And it was down in San Diego. Mm -hmm. And they rented a party bus for us. Well, it was just a regular bus, but we brought the party. We like, (laughs) so we we had started drinking at like ten in the morning when we got on the bus, right? So by the time we got to the party, uh, we were already two thirds way and just proceeded to get even more and more and more. So over the course of the evening. But that and was then very men, responsible. And then men, like five minutes before, I was supposed to give a little speech at this party. <laughs> and they kept pushing it because everyone was like eating and drinking. And so they kept saying, oh, it's going to be another 20 minutes. It's going to be another 20 minutes. It's going to be another 20 minutes. And then men was like, uh, let's go get high. So men and I walked down this like long ass driveway down to the down so nobody could see us. And men gets me high. And then like literally 
as we're walking back from getting stoned. Who knew? Who knew? They're like, it's the time is now. Matt came up to me and he was like, you ready? Your oh, speech is right now. I shouldn't say his last name. We'll cut that part out. Hmm. But he was like, you ready? It's time. And I'm like, time? Men just smoked me out like five minutes ago. I'm high as hell and drunk since 10 in the morning. And by now it's like eight o'clock at night, nine o'clock at night. I don't remember. It felt late. It was dark. And then I had to give a speech. It didn't go great. <laughs> we remember the good. I can honestly say I have no recollection of what you said, so it doesn't really matter. Nobody well, I was worried about you guys. I was more worried about like Matt and Lisa's parents are there. And, like I was just worried about. I don't think I made a spectacle of myself, but I don't think I, I don't think I was quite as funny or witty <laughs> as I thought I was being. We are our worst of, critics, really. They. I don't, I don't think a lot of the jokes landed with. <laughs> pain stick, you guys. <laughs> yeah, we made it to the pain stick. Dabbing him with pain sticks. He's like all happy to be here too. I so worst deal is that he didn't get to have his bar mitzvah, basically, yeah. and right. so they throw him one. Yeah. Except it's the Klingon version where they poke you with sticks. <laughs> with pain sticks. That make your head explode. Is this supposed to be in the holodeck or like yes. an actual? Uh, no, it's in the holodeck. And Wesley's the one who figured this out? Yep. Yeah, did he, he figure like, it out? Wrong. That's what he's he like. Said, they said, well, he went to Data and Jordy, and he's like, <laughs> something's going on with Worf. We got to no, figure out. I saw out that part. Is. How did Wesley then, figure out what? He looks it up. He just looks up the, his, the Klingon hair history. He just tries to he figure out. He just looked up why are Klingons in a bad, in a foul well, mood. Yeah, just sort and of. He, <laughs> and, the, and the it. Google response was maybe he, maybe he didn't get stabbed with pain sticks. sticks. Yeah. Never got his pain sticks. Well, that's that's learning. He educated himself, and then he helped out his friend. Yeah. At the beginning, it's funny, Matt, because you were like. The the solution was I looked it up <laughs> online. Like, okay, that's you know, it's not the highest of drama that I've ever. Well, it was more about getting the the thing together. You know yeah. how we figure the journey out way, more than uh, the destination. The party. How are we going to figure out a way to do it? Mm. It's funny because at the beginning of the episode, you were like, "How oh, are we going to figure a, out how to do it? What a busybody! We, we have a magic room that can look like <laughs> that's how we're going to do it." Mm. <laughs> it was a B storyline. What do you want? The main storyline is about Daddy Riker's daddy's issues. Well, so is Warp, simply kind of. a B it's, plot they're line. About coming of age, right? They're both about mm. sort of uh, being yes comfortable. Yourself. Did Worf have to be tricked to go to the holodeck? Did they have to tell him it was for something else? Uh, like, yeah, I think birthday, we're all going to put him on the holodeck. Deanna's job was to take him there. Uh huh. So, do you still still think that Wesley was a busybody, like um, sort of interfering? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Even though it helped out. Well, you can yes. You can mm. help people and still be a busybody. Mm. I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> if some random teenage boy you work with came up to you and was like, you seem depressed, I'm going to throw you a party. <laughs> I'll be like, awesome. <laughs> I mean, that Thanks does sound pretty good. <clears throat> I'd just be worried about how well of a good of a party that 13, 
year old boy could throw, you know. Ah, there we go. <laughs> there they are. You too. Have you seen Tron? The guy on the left <laughs> is Tron, and the guy on the right is Je- and Will is Jennifer Lopez in that series. <laughs> right, the cell. Yeah. That's who they're cosplaying as. <laughs> it's like we're at a Star Trek convention, but neither of us are just as Star Trek characters. Do you I kind of want somebody to like double check all the Asian script that's on yeah. these things. <laughs> no, right. I have see what it really reads. Yeah, like when you see those girls who have the wrong tattoo or whatever. Yeah, it's what do you suppose those symbols actually say? Yeah, it's like lobster bisque. <laughs> sure, you can find out. Sure, you can, I'm sure someone has screenshotted it and looked it up. Well, I mean, I've been overseas where the opposite, where it is like random English words. Oh. Hmm. My favorite brand was Sport Milky. <laughs> Did it taste good? <laughs> I think that answer. I wonder how many. I wonder how many people cosplay as these guys. I if mean, you go to like a Star Trek convention, I'm sure. <laughs> it, I, I'll bet it's pretty popular. I bet it is. It is. It's like it. It's got pretty a built-in weapon, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get to carry around a big stick all day. Instead of a little phaser, like most of them are. Let's do it, you guys. Let's get all suited and booted. Now, there there aren't any conventions happening in the near future. Anytime soon. Yeah. When there's conventions again, let's let's figure out our costumes. Well, we missed we missed Star Trek Las Vegas this year because this was the year we were talking about going, and obviously that didn't happen. Yeah. But maybe next year. Next year. Next August, we can go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we're not uh, all still quarantined and uh, cooped up, I think if the quarantine goes too much longer, there's there's going to be a small percentage of uh, the population that goes a little uh, Looney Tunes. You don't, there. Think, you don't think that's already happened? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's probably already happened. Yeah. This going to, the amount of it is going to expand. I don't think that that isn't already happening. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, we're just got to do our best, guys. Just got to yeah. do our best. Hmm. Are they supposed to be blind with those visors? Yes. Oh. Hmm. But the <laughs> the sticks have some kind of sensor because they point the they like point the they light up. Oh. Okay. Hmm. I would not want to be doing this just yeah. for the record. It seems like it would make me dizzy. <laughs> Hmm. And this super This cat keeps wanting to chew on the cords. All of my cats, for some reason, love to chew on cords. So I'm constant. I'm kind of fighting this constant battle, trying Hmm. to keep them from chewing on like the earbud cord and the microphone cord and all that shit. You step away from the mic for like 30 seconds and there's a cat like right on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the life of a cat owner. Mm-hmm. Sounds lovely. I saw this t-shirt. It said, sorry, I'm late. My cat was laying on me. I was like, I gotta get that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 95% of my life. <laughs> 
it's all coming out right now with uh, between Will and his dad. Hmm. I know the the emotional turnaround in this scene is like <laughs> it pivots on a dime and it's like really unsatisfying. It's kind of just like, ah, but things were crazy and I couldn't talk about it. I was like, <laughs> okay, all right. Here it comes. How do you feel? It yeah, does right. seem like how a parent son dad son conversation Ooh, would go. The love. Yeah. He said it. They look uh, at each other. Now they're all good. And that's all it takes, man. That's you just have takes. to say it. Yeah. Sometimes that's all it takes. And, oh, it's all it takes after you get all padded up and you swing Beat each other at with each sticks. Other. Yeah. They sort of a lot of stick violence in this episode. <laughs> this is a very sticky episode. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of sticks like in this, this episode. <laughs> Riker didn't Very seem phallic. totally satisfied. He seemed like he was holding back. I mean, like are you ever really satisfied when you're trying to uh, talk to your dad? Mm-hmm. Only if you're sweaty. You have to be the right amount of sweaty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Freud would have a field day of the idea of a father and son beating each other with phallic-like symbols. Mm-hmm. That's so you guys, right? do you guys remember that uh, we were talking a few weeks, a couple episodes ago, about uh, the after series of books and novels? Yes, because yes. the movie had just come out. After We Collided, which is the second one. So who who knows about this? Does anybody know about this? Because I had to read about it in order to understand it. No. Has anybody heard of these before? Nope. I just nope. saw the movie was the it was the, the same guy who directed Cruel Intentions. So that's what yeah. we started talking about it. So these the these are a series of books that are sort of like uh, YA versions of Fifty Shades of Grey. So there's none of the like explicit sex and stuff, but it's about so it's uh, back it's to a, Twilight. <laughs> yeah, it's back to Twilight, and they're they started. You know how we said that Fifty Shades started as Twilight fanfic uh, yeah. on the internet, and then she did it to its own story. After is based on fiction about One Direction. So the main <laughs> the main boy in the books is supposed to be Harry Styles from One Direction, formerly of One Direction. So she started this writing these fanfics about Harry Styles having a relationship with this girl. Uh, and it's and it's sort of he's dark and broody and she's, you know, whatever. It's Twilight. It's Fifty Shades. It's all the same story over and over again. But that's how they start. It started and then became really popular. And so she just changed the name, basically. And his name in the books is Hardin Scott instead of Harry Styles. <laughs> Is he still in a, ba- a boy band? A rebellious, brooding British student who Tessa uh. is drawn to. The girl's name is Tessa. Uh, so anyway, these books became super popular, just like with Fifty Shades. And then they turned them into these movies. But they are not, the movies apparently are not uh, good. Although they, I mean, they must have been successful enough because they made a second one. But Oh, so uh, the one that just came out is the sequel? The first book is called After. The second book was called After We Collided. The third book is called After We Fell. 
The fourth book is called After Ever Happy. And the fifth and final, well, the fifth book is really uh, a separate thing because it's called Before. And it's the same <laughs> story as After, but told from the point of view of the boy. Wow. <laughs> Everybody's it's, doing that. Huh? Which is the exact same thing that the Twilight and Fifty yep. Shades ladies both did. Oh, my God. I love it. Rewrite awesome. the, just rewrite the first book with and change all the he's to she and you're done. Ten million dollars right there. <laughs> so they so the book bring the up the manuscript very popular, and... um, at, but the movies I guess are not. Uh, I didn't even know they had made. I'd never heard of this uh, of these things, but they made one and now they've made a second one. Um, the interesting thing about the movies is that, uh, the, the girl in them is not in, not that interesting. I think she's on that, um, she was on some TV show, Wolf Creek or some TV show. The boy in the movies is named Hero Finds Tiffin and he is the, uh, nephew <laughs> of Rafe and Joseph Fines. Okay. Rafe Fines and Joseph Fines are his uncles. And his mother is their sister, I think, and she's a director. Um, so he's part of the uh, British Fines legacy. Acting family. Acting families, I guess. Cool. Uh, but isn't that a great name? Yeah. Yeah. Hero finds Tiffin. Yes, like, he is. Okay. You couldn't be more British. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or could he? Posh. Like, that's a fancy boy. I'm a hero finds Tiffin. I've been rewatching. I'm just going back to Recommendations Corner again. Play the jingle, whoever's editing this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I started rewatching Pushing Daisies because Amazon had the oh. whole thing on both seasons for um, 20 bucks. So I got it and we've been rewatching them and they are so uh, such great. a great show. Oh, Love that show. show. It's a perfect little amazing gem of a TV show. It's Anybody great. else watch it? I don't think I I've seen it. I did. I think. Kristen Chenoweth is in it, right? Yes. Yeah. She and uh, um, oh shit, what's her? Ellen Green do a duet of uh, Birdhouse in Your Soul on that show. It's only two seasons, so yeah, and they weren't even long seasons because I think there was a wider strike, so there's only like 22 total episodes. Uh, Easy to rewatch the whole thing, and it was actually weirdly cheaper to buy the DVD set than to buy and then to buy it on like Prime. Yeah, because it usually is. It's not on any of the services that I have so right. I had to buy I had to buy the DVDs but now I'll have them forever so that's yeah. good and you're supporting that uh, if anybody wants to watch it I own the DVDs as well so. well see if I had known that I would have just borrowed yours <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't ask I didn't think to, I it didn't occur to me yeah. Uh, but yeah I sh- it should have because yeah. you have a lot of box set TV I box do. sets I do have a lot of box sets I should have thought of that well, now you can dig his archives. Yeah, feel free. You I can would, dig my archives I, whenever you want. Next time I see you, I'll have to browse your DVDs yeah. and see if yeah. 
Want to play an Only Connect real quick? <gasps> sure. Play yes. I have some Only Connects prepared. Yeah. Jacob want an easy really one well or a harder one or a medium? Dealer's one. choice. All right. I'll give you. I'll give you what I think is an easy one. Uh, your first clue is Mr. Fusion. That's Things from, from Back, uh, Back to, to the, the future. future. Items that were theoretical or hypothetical ways to time travel. Uh, you are. Sean's mostly right. It's Back to the Future, but it's spe- it's more specific than that. Second clue is dehydrated pizza. Things Vengeance from the, of future, the future. Back to the Things future. Things from that the future. True. Version of Back to the Future from the 2015 version of Back to the Future. The third clue was self tying shoes, and the fourth clue was hoverboard. I thought that was an easy one. That Mm -hmm. was pretty easy. Yeah, especially because they used the brand name Mr. Fusion. Okay, I'll give you one more. Your first clue is Byrne versus Fisher, 1956. Oh. Uh,. Oscar nominations of best actor rivalry something. That's not it, but that is, I mean that's a really good, clever good and interesting guess, but no, that's not it. You're gonna need another clue. Lindbergh baby kidnapping nineteen thirty-two. Um I wanna say something like headlines of a newspaper. Disappearances? <laughs> no. Headlines is sort of heading in the right direction. Well, didn't it was searching for Bobby Fisher and the Lindbergh baby was kidnapped. So is it missing people? Uh, no. Maybe you need one more. Maybe this one you might do it for you. O.J. Simpson trial, 1994 to 95. Trial of the century? <laughs> it's, you're all, yeah. I mean, that's close enough. It's the blank of the century. So oh. Byrne versus Fisher is a chess match. Bobby Fisher... Okay. Sorry, and no. that was called that was considered that was called the game of the century in 1956. Right. The Lindbergh kidnapping was was called the crime of the century in 1932. Mm-hmm. The OJ trial, trial was trial the trial of the century, and the final clue was going to be uh, December 31st, 1999 to January 1st, 2001, which was the turn of the century. Nice. So that was of the centuries. Was the clue. that was a good one? Things of the cool. century. Nicely done, Aaron. I love this game. I could do this all day. Okay, first clue. Shot Al Capone in the foot. Shot Al Capone in the foot. Sounds like a the Derringer. Nope. It's not something I've ever heard before. Next clue is crowned Napoleon the first. Oh, someone who did these things. Hmm. Somebody named Josephine. <laughs> Hero finds. Uh, it has nothing to do with... It doesn't have anything to do with Hero Finds Tiffin, I will tell you. <laughs> I will give you that right now. Is it people named John? Uh, no. I think you're going to need another one. Okay. I was thinking of John Dillinger, and I thought maybe somebody named John else. <laughs> That's not a bad guess, too. Presented Irving Berlin's Oscar. Things done by their brother? Oh, no, but you're so close. You're so close, John. Things done by their what's wives. Closer than a, what's closer than a brother? Father. Even closer. Wife. Done by Wait, themselves. Yes, it's things <laughs> that people did to themselves. Uh... Al Capone accidentally shot himself in the foot 
by searching for his golf through his golf bag that he had a gun <laughs> in for some reason. Napoleon uh, crowned himself. Napoleon crowned himself in 1804. Um, he brought the Pope to in to do it, but he seized the crown from the Pope and put it on his own head. Irving Berlin was presenting best song at the 1942 wow. Academy Awards and opened the envelope and he won his own, the category that he was presenting. Wow. And the fourth clue was going to be amputated Aaron Ralston's arm. Aaron Ralston's the guy from uh, 127 hours, hours who oh, like, sure. cut his own arm. Those were things that people did to themselves. Yeah. All right. Closer like, than a brother. Closer. Closer. <laughs> What's closer? Um, are we done? I think we're done, right? Yeah, wrap yeah, it up. Yeah. Anything else want to say? I'm in a chatty mood tonight. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, it's been a while since we've been, been yeah. together. Thank you all very much for listening and t- tune in next week for, oh, let's see. What's next week? Pen Pals. Oh, it's a data episode. That's a good one. Something to look forward to next week. Please remember to go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts to rate, review, and subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at Warped the Podcast and also purchase our merch on Instagram at Lunar underscore Flare, F-L-A-I-R. You can follow us on Twitter at Warped Trek. You can follow me at Host Warped. You can follow Min to learn about our Dungeons & Dragons and Call of Cthulhu podcasts and live streams at wet maynard you can go to patreon.com slash warp to become a subscriber and uh get access to bonus material and additional episodes until next week my name is matt i'm sean i'm jake aaron minwin not me yes thank you for listening goodbye happy new year happy new year <laughs> 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 yeah